Well, welcome, 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 everybody, to the Casual Comics Podcast, where we talk about movies, comics, and television shows. My name is Luke, and as always, I am joined by my co-host, Mike, from Comic Book Fans. Hey, everybody. Yeah, so it's been a while since we've done one of these, so instead of just like talking about all the news that's happened, we're just going to talk about the recent weeks. Um, but before we jump into that, I wanted to talk about something about the uh, delays briefly. So what I heard was, well, okay, so um, I was just at the movies recently, and I saw there was a, I noticed that there was a bunch of movies coming out like December and around Christmas time. Yeah. And from what I've heard, is that if uh, Shang-Chi and I think the next major movie after that is Dune. So basically everything that's set for like September, October is going to stay. But if those mm-hmm. movies underperform, then everything else like November, December is going to push back again. Okay. That's what I heard. And that kind of makes sense. So like, uh, like West yeah. Side Story, Sing, Spider-Man, all that stuff is going to be pushed back if uh, the September yeah. and October movies don't perform. Probably... The, the Eternals is coming out in November, so that might get moved too. Right, right. Which sucks because, I mean, like, I'm not, like, insanely excited for Eternals, but the movie's already been... The movie's supposed to come out the same year as Black Widow, so it's already been delayed, like, at least yeah. twice. Mm-hmm. So it kind of sucked to delay it again, kind of like with Venom. Like, Venom just got delayed, like, by a couple weeks to October. Um, I think the second weekend in October. Okay, yeah. And, like, it was supposed to come out, like, mid-September. Mm-hmm. um and you know it's not a huge deal but some people are there's been rumors going around that it might get pushed back again to january which mm. i don't know if it will at this point i feel like at this point it's like october like you said they're gonna see how the september and october releases yeah. go mm-hmm. but and that makes sense too because i know uh shang chi is pretty much the first marvel film or first disney film since the pandemic to not release on disney plus right so I, they probably are kind of it could be partially because of the whole lawsuit with um, Scarlett Johansson, but I think it also might be because of, you know, them trying to experiment a bit and see how much they can actually get out in theaters at the box office. Right. And I'm also going to add that probably the Warner Brothers stuff is going to stay because they, they just released that on HBO Max as well. Yeah. So like uh, Dune and The Matrix are, are probably not going to be pushed back. Yeah, for the most part, they've been doing decent with having, you know, the theater yeah. release as well as HBO Max. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they're probably not going to change. Yeah. And so recently, uh, do you know who's going to play Ironheart? Uh, I don't know the actress's name. Yeah, I'm not really familiar with her. Um, um, but yeah, I can the character look it up was said that she, the actress said that the character is going to have her debut in Wakanda Forever. Yeah, I did hear that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't really know a whole lot about Ironheart herself so like I'm not like that's cool I guess but I'm not like exactly yeah. hyped but you know I do try to keep an open mind with these things because you know either sometimes the character is cool and I just don't know you know I haven't yeah. really been familiar like familiarized with them or sometimes they make them even more interesting in like a tv show or movie mm-hmm. so we'll see okay. yeah it says her the actress's name is uh Sophia Weil okay uh, yeah, I don't recognize her from anything I'm gonna open her IMDb see what's, see what's yeah up. Um, yeah, I'm not very familiar with her. <laughs> uh, okay. High School for Boy. Good and Evil. Oh, High School the Musical. High School Musical the Musical, the one on Disney Plus. Uh, she was in that. Wait, what did you what did you say her name was? Uh, Sophia Weil. Okay, what I'm getting is D- Dominique Thorne is playing her. Oh. Hang on. But, um. Yeah, she was in Judas and the Black Messiah and If Beale Street Could Talk. Oh, okay. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, oh, okay. I see. Yeah, so Sophia Wilde did okay. her voice in. Oh, okay. That's what it was. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I'm I'm familiar with with those movies. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it seems like um, what I'm getting from this is that she might actually be uh, like from Wakanda, and then like she might be like a native of that country, and then like her, yeah, her show is going to kind of spin off. That's what it seems like to me. That's what I'm just from what I've heard. That's kind of what yeah. I'm piecing together. But that would be a pretty, um, that would be kind of a sh- far stray from the comics, right? Um, because I'm pretty sure she grew up in New York in the comics, and mm-hmm. I think her dad died or something like that. So, 
Um, and she ev- eventually like found one of Iron Man's old suits. And like, <clears throat> apparently she, you know, she's pretty much a tech genius. So she was able to yeah. modify it to fit her mm-hmm. and stuff. So yeah, yeah, we kind of suspected this was going to happen already, but Captain America yeah. 4 was confirmed. Uh, Anthony Mackie yeah. officially signed on to, to star in that. And it's being yeah. directed by the guy who, the showrunner for the for Falcon and the Winter Soldier, right? Yes. Oh, no, okay. he is, I'm pretty sure he's writing the screenplay. Okay. I don't think he's directing. Okay. Yeah. Very good. But, yeah, um, and I don't think many Marvel news, but I know, uh, mm-hmm. I think a couple weeks ago now, the it was announced that a Black Canary movie is coming, right. straight to HBO Max. Yes. Um, this is the third film now confirmed for like direct release to HBO Max, you know, mm-hmm. like not including Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yeah. Um, we already have a Blue Beetle movie coming out and we have a Batgirl movie and a Black Canary movie now, which is mm-hmm. starring Journey Smollett-Bell yes. and the one of the showrunners of uh, Lovecraft Country is going right. to direct. Right. And she already worked with Journey on Lovecraft Country, so... Mm-hmm. Um, there's yeah. that, but I am looking forward to this because I did want yes. to see the characters from Birds of Prey come back. Like, I did enjoy that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really, like, I liked pretty much all the performances, you know, at least oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Black Canary and Huntress and all that. So mm-hmm. I did really want to see them come back. Um, and so, yeah, I think this, like, Black Canary movie is good for first step. I'm glad that they're continuing yeah. mm-hmm. with that character. And I think it would be cool um, if maybe Huntress showed up at some point. Right. You know, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead's Huntress. But I also mm-hmm. think it would be cool to have at least maybe a cameo or like maybe like a bit build up or something um, to introduce Green Arrow. Yeah. In that movie, because, mm-hmm. you know, they're, you know, they're very um, close in the, in the comics. You know, they're par- partners and in right. some versions that they've, they've been married. Mm-hmm. And so I think that would be interesting. And it's really the only, this would have been the, the only like green arrow we've seen outside you know in live action pretty much like it decides you know like right. the tv shows like smallville and arrow yeah 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 this sounds really good because i was uh one of the things of the, one of my critiques of the birds of prey movie is that it wasn't really a birds of prey movie yeah and so i'm excited that we get to explore some of these characters and hopefully yeah like you said we'll, we'll see some of the other uh yeah. birds of prey in this movie as well yeah but, and yeah and considering they are coming up with a batgirl movie perhaps oh you know, yeah yeah. And it seems like that Batgirl movie, it's um, starring Leslie Gray. She was in mm-hmm. uh, In the Heights. Um, yeah. she, apparently, um, J.K. Simmons has right. been talking with DC slash Warner Brothers to star as Commissioner Gordon in that. So it seems like they yeah. are setting Batgirl in the, you know, I don't know, DCEU, you know, right. basically the same. Pretty much all of the movies have been in some way, in some shape or form, you know, in that universe, even, right. you know, even, even the newest one, The Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. So, but then there's, you know, movies like The Batman, where it's in like a totally different, you know, timeline, right. you know, multiverse, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. So I think it is interesting that we at least know that... <clears throat> this Batgirl movie is going to be in the main, I guess in the same universe as like, you know, um, Ben Affleck's Batman and everything. Right. That could be interesting. Un- un- mm. Unless they're kind of counting on the flash movie to just totally mix everything up and change things. <laughs> yeah. Which I think it will, but probably not as much as maybe some people think. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Um, speaking of the flash movie uh, in an interview, I don't, I don't know the exact interview, but Michael, someone was talking to Michael Keaton about um, what it was like to be in the flash and like talking about yeah. the multiverse and stuff. And he's like, I don't have any idea what any of that means, but it sounds really cool. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. He, he also, I, th- I don't know if it's the same interview or not, mm-hmm. but he was, uh, I think the interviewer asked him what it was like to like be back in the bat suit and everything and be returned right. to the role. Mm-hmm. And he talked about, you know, the first scene, at least the first introduction to, you know, the, um, Michael Keaton's Batman in the Flash film. Okay. And he was saying that it was very cool, just the whole, whole experience, because they really, um, he, he, he was really hyping that scene up, saying it was really ma- masterfully done, mm-hmm. that it was, you know, it still felt in some ways like the Tim Burton 1989 Batman, you know, um, okay. still had okay. kind of like that feel, but also brought something new to it. So that, mm-hmm. That definitely interests me. Yeah. Sounds pretty cool. Hopefully it's as cool as he says it is. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
and then moving on to some Star Wars news. Apparently, John Boyega is in talks to return for a, like a, a series. People are speculating that it huh. could be like a Finn series, uh, but we don't really know as what he's returning. But he's in the talks to return for something. Interesting. I mean, if it's Star Wars, it'd be kind of weird if they cast him as somebody besides Finn. Well, yeah, I know, but it's not like we don't know if it's a Finn solo series or oh, if it's something else. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, that but, would. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I was like, no, but yeah, I really like that character and I'm so I'm excited to see him come back. Yeah, I like him and I feel like, you know, he was underutilized in many right, ways right. in the series and they really did kind of set him up to potentially have future storylines going down. You know, they kind of, yeah. even J.J. Abrams said that um, what he was trying to tell Ray the whole time was that he was force sensitive. Mm. So, but perhaps further yeah. on, we, we would see him kind of explore that, you know, maybe mm-hmm. even become like a Jedi or something. Yeah. Yeah, because I definitely feel like uh, not only in the episode nine, but also there was some hints towards that in uh, The Force Awakens as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, for, for God's sake, like all the trailers and promotional material were acting <laughs> like he was going to be the Jedi. For, like, right, forever. right. And they're like, just kidding, it's Ray. Like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> yeah, and then I haven't seen it, but there was a trailer for the uh, Star Wars animated series, uh, yeah. Star Wars Visions. Yeah. Uh, so that's like, uh, what is that? Have you, did you see it? I saw it. Um, yeah, like it looks interesting. From what I can tell, it's sort of an anthology series. Like it okay. seems like each episode is like a different tale or story from, um, and it seems like each episode is made by different like anime filmmakers or anime, okay. you know. So like different creators are doing each episode, seems like. Mm-hmm. So it seems kind of interesting. Like the animation style isn't exactly my, you know, uh, right. my preference, but it's not, you know, it's not terrible. And it does look interesting. I'll probably check it out at some point when it comes out but it definitely mm-hmm. seems like something that isn't necessarily gonna you know play a big role in the whole star wars mythos it seems kind of like those um some of those star wars legends comics that came out that were just sort of like little backstory right. things or sort of flushed out a certain character more but didn't really like mm-hmm. change the universe much yeah brandon ralph has recently been cast to star uh, in a magic the gathering movie so really That's yeah it is. I don't know if, like, I think it's probably something uh, meant to, like, be a competitor for the Dungeons & Dragons project that being worked on by, I, don't, I forgot who, but oh, yeah, I, forgot about uh, that. <laughs> I think it's probably going to be something along those lines. Interesting. Huh. Yeah, I had not heard about that. That's cool. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just got one more. Um, mm-hmm. the, according to an exclusive Deadline article, um, Mackenzie Lane and Bill Camp are set to star in the new Salem's Lot adaptation. We talked about this a little bit before. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so they're set to star in that. I'm not sure when that movie's supposed to come out, but apparently they're filming it right now. So it should be in a year or so. Uh, oh, but okay, yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, I think the last thing I had, it wasn't, it's not really like that huge newsworthy, but um. The new Resident Evil reboot that they are um, currently making, yeah. uh, some some of the pics from the movie were re- released online. Okay. Um, and like it's nothing super interesting, but it does look a lot more like the video games. At right. least you know the main franchise. Like obviously the franchise has branched off into mm-hmm. like more of an Outlast ish feel to it, and the. the yeah most recent games but like the first like you know several games it seems like this movie is going to follow that a lot more yeah um than the other five for some reason that didn't i don't know why (laughs) Mm -hmm. but you know they just sort of made their own thing with a few characters and settings from the original game but (laughs) so this one in theory will will um hopefully please fans of the the games a little more Mm -hmm. and this is a netflix movie right no, it's it's Sony. Okay, yeah. Okay, it's okay. What I thought it's 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 a Sony film. Yeah. Got it. Apparently, James Wan is producing. Okay. Cool. And cool, you cool. know, people who have been in past comic stuff are in it, like Tom Hopper from Umbrella Academy's in it. Mm-hmm. Um, Robbie Amell, who was in The Flash, and cousin of Stephen Amell, he's he's in it, and right. so is Hannah John Kamen, who was in Ant Man and the Wasp. Mm-hmm. Just to name a few names. Yeah, I'm looking at these pictures now, and uh, I haven't played any of these games, but I've I've seen it, and yeah, it looks same. looks pretty cool. And this last one's got a freaky monster in it, so that's that's fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it should be interesting. Yeah, the the 
games like like you have never actually played them but i know enough of them to mm. know that the <laughs> the movies yeah. weren't really anything like them right right so we'll see how the new one goes kind of interesting that actually it's supposed to release this november yeah that's what i saw but it's kind of interesting that sony's releasing two video game movies like pretty close together mm. like there's um this resident evil one uh in november at least in theory and then there's right. that uncharted that uncharted movie with tom holland coming out yeah um next year at some point i it's supposed mm -hmm. to come out in february so okay. but it's kind of interesting yeah do you think that uh sony's making a whole bunch of these movies be based on video games because of detective pikachu or why do you think that they they're doing they're just hopping into a bunch of these all at the same time right it's probably um, stuff like Detective Pikachu and maybe like a couple others that mm -hmm. kind of like the Witcher, even though the right. Witcher was based off of the books, they still is still really associated with the games. Right. I think there have been a few video game based movies and shows lately that have gotten a lot more better, like critical and fan response. Yeah. So they're probably hopping on that bandwagon and like Sony, you know, they own <laughs> PlayStation, so they have, right. you know, the rights to a lot of games. So right. I think they're finally just tapping into that. Yeah, because you know, for a while there, it was like you know, it was almost kind of like a exploratory or experimental thing to make a, a video game movie. Yeah. You know, for a while there, mm -hmm. they weren't very good. You know, I think the most long-lasting franchise is probably Resident Evil, but even that one has been like not like super well received. Right. Um. You know, but then there's been movies like Tomb Raider and stuff like that that have been like pretty decent. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Oh, okay. I forgot about that one. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think they're, they're probably trying to tap into that and probably finally realizing, oh, wait a minute, we have like 18 million video games <laughs> we can make movies about. Right, right. So then, yeah, let's go into the main topic of this week, which is uh, talking about the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer, but then also a little bit of a review for Suicide Squad. Uh, let's yeah. talk about Spider-Man first because it was more recent. Um, yeah, yeah, we're just a little over a week ago now. yeah. So yeah, it's uh, most people. Most people listening probably have already seen it, but um, yeah. yeah, it's a trailer. It basically, picks up right after the last one. Yeah, uh, Spider-Man's identity was exposed, and then he uh, looks like he gets well. Not I don't know if exonerated is the right word, but he gets off like the hook legally speaking uh, pretty mm -hmm. early on, and then he goes. Yeah, that's to, what it seems like. Yeah, Doctor Strange and has him uh, kind of uh, erase it or undo it in some way. Um, something I was, I was watching a video today and it's talking about how there was a line in the trailer talking about how um, Peter's living two lives and the person yeah. was theorizing that it might actually be him jumping back and forth between different realities. Uh -huh. uh, one where his identity is public and everybody knows him and one where it's not. And that could have, and that could have been what broke uh, the multiverse. And that's an that inter interesting. Yeah, that is an interesting theory. I feel like that would almost be like, too much jam-packed into one movie but right i do think there is more to like the context of the spell and everything than what mm -hmm. they showed in the trailer because yeah. what they showed in the trailer it seems like you know for some reason strange decides to help him make the you know do that spell mm -hmm. even though wong advised him not to it seems a little right. bit out of character for him yeah um, which makes some people think that uh dr strange is actually somebody else like mephisto or something but i'm not sure if i buy into that just yet yeah but um also in in the trailer it does make it seem like peter kind of messes up the spell right um which i feel like there's gotta be like i doubt they're going to you know pin basically the unstable you know just like the shaking of the multiverse on peter mm -hmm. i feel like there's probably going to be more context to it right than just like he peter messed up the spell by not shutting up no <laughs> mm, right but i guess we'll see if they do make it that way i will be a little disappointed um mm -hmm. i don't know i just feel like like overall i do like the mcu version of spider-man yeah but sometimes i feel like they do make him a little bit too like bumbling or clumsy or something sure like it didn't bother me at first because he's supposed to be really young and just starting out mm -hmm. um but as things go on i feel like there's maybe overdoing it a little bit in that respect so if they do yeah. like make that the spell messed up because of peter I'd be a little disappointed but mm -hmm. um and apparently the trailer itself uh, got 355.5 million global views, which yeah. is apparently even more than the Endgame trailer. Yeah, that's, what, that's what I heard, yeah. Yeah, so I guess that's pretty crazy. I get, Man, yeah, the hype surrounding this trailer has been insane, and I gotta say, yeah. I do think it delivered for the most part. I, do, I wasn't disappointed. Yeah. 
right i was kind of expecting like all this time even though i was excited for it i was expecting them to only have like a little bit in it you know be like yeah, okay yeah like not even really mentioned them right i wasn't even really expecting them to mention the multiverse but mm-hmm. like everything they showed in it kind of did surprise me yeah yeah um and we have a few confirmations in mm-hmm. this i'm not gonna get too in depth because i was gonna make a video on it okay but there's like a few villains that have been confirmed like obviously we get Alfred Molina's Doc Ock, which we've known yeah. for a while, but it was cool to actually see him. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also get to see like a pumpkin bomb, you know, yeah. seemingly confirming Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin, who has been rumored to be in this for yeah. like the last couple months. It's been rumored that he's going to be like the main villain and actually forming the Sinister Six. Okay. Um, and so we get to see a pumpkin bomb and it's very clearly the same pumpkin bomb design from the Raimi trilogy. Mm-hmm. So, like, I've seen some people saying, like, well, it could be, you know, uh, what's his face? The Green Goblin from Amazing Spider-Man 2. Oh. Um, Dean DeHaan. And I'm like, no, no, yeah. it's not. For one thing, I don't think Sony would be that stupid. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, nobody really liked that version. Right. Uh, except for maybe a few people. And the mm-hmm. pumpkin bomb design is very different between the two. So I don't think there's any yeah. danger of having that version back. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, we get to see some lightning and seemingly confirming electro and it is right. yellow lightning instead of blue mm-hmm. and <clears throat> jimmy fox already did confirm in like an instagram post a while ago that he's not oh, gonna yeah. be blue in this one so yeah uh and then we also get to see what seems like sandman in a yes. couple shots so that's yes. interesting because it's been rumored maybe a little bit but i was kind of thinking like now nah, there's no way they're gonna bring in him too but you know there's no confirmation of whether it's a new sandman or if it is thomas hayden church coming back right um, but there's that. And then there's this really quick, dimly lit scene that seems like Peter yes. is in his suit. Mm-hmm. And maybe in the, like, it's not really sure where, clear where he is, but there is like sort of like some sort of cell behind him. And, you know, something sort of crashes against like an, an energy shield yeah. behind him. And people have been saying, like, oh, it's the lizard, but it's like so dark. I can't tell for sure. Yeah. I you think, know, who it I is. think it might be. My theory is that it's, it's Venom. Because yeah. I think that Sony would probably want to tie that in to Spider-Man because I, yeah. I I don't remember how that movie performed, but I don't think it was it performed all that well, at least financially. Um, so I think they would definitely want to tie that in um, to to the to their bigger franchise. But I don't I don't know. Maybe yeah. I mean it's possible they they do have the new sequel coming out, so right. they just have like a lot of faith that that's gonna do well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, actually, it made pretty good. Like. Venom made 856 million at the box. Okay. Office. Well then yeah. I don't know. It, it kind of does. Good. It looks I don't know. The, the, it looks too glossy to be the lizard, but maybe that was just some, yeah. some trailer effects. I don't know. Right. It's so hard. And they always Marvel loves to mess with the CGI to trick people in the yeah. trailers anyway. Yeah. Like either re- removing certain characters or certain things, or it'll, you know. But mm-hmm. um yeah. So that's pretty much all the conf- well, possibly confirmed villains. Um there is also just a few small things like at one point we do get to see a daily bugle van um, right. parked somewhere. So it seems like they're a little more than um, what we just saw in the end of far from home. And it mm-hmm. seems like JK Simmons is going to be in it. And yeah. there has been, there is a confirmed cast men, member on IMDb that there will be a daily bugle reporter in the movie. So okay. I'm guessing that at some point we're going to see them either at like their headquarters or just going around the city, you know, so. Mm-hmm. We will see a little more of the Daily Bugle, finally. <laughs> yeah. We didn't actually get the Daily Bugle at all in the Amazing Spider-Man movies. And right. we didn't really this in the MCU until now. So mm-hmm. that'll be interesting. Yeah, so um, one thing I wanted to bring up is I heard a theory that this isn't the... This, these aren't the exact same versions of the characters that we saw in the other movies. And uh, I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. Um like like it's not the exact same doc ock from spider-man 2 or you see what i'm saying like it's a slightly different version that's what i thought at first but the way um certain the way alfred molina was talking about in in an interview a while ago Mm -hmm. um he was saying that he talked with the director john watts and that the director basically said that the reason doc ock is alive is that he basically got pulled away from his universe like right before he died. Okay. Um, and it seems like they're going to be, there's some other uh, in- interviewer, some other comments similar to that somebody else made. And it seems like all these villains are basically going to be taken from their universe 
right before they die. Okay. Um, so it's like same thing with, with Green Goblin. So it seems like it's, it wasn't originally supposed to be that way, but for some reason when they fractured the multiverse or something, then th- yeah. that's when these characters get pulled away. I think mm. that's what it seems like it's going to be, at least from everything I've heard. And there's even okay. been, like plot rumors from some apparent insiders saying that mm. um, the reason, like basically all these characters don't want to go back to their original uh, universe because they know they're going to die. Right. And apparently Green Goblin even kind of man- manipulates Peter, you know, uh, Tom yeah. Holland's Peter to help them escape. You know, he doesn't like let them know they're villains. He, you know, he basically says, like, if we're, we're returned to our universe, we're going to die. Mm-hmm. So I've heard that. So that makes me think, you know, again, that it's the okay. original, but kind of misplaced or displaced, you know. Got it. Yeah. But I'm not sure. What do you what do you think about that theory? Well, I think that for the most part that lines up, but with what Jamie Foxx said, how it's how he's got how his character's a yeah. different color, it seems like it's not the same version. That is a good point. But maybe like just electros from a maybe they're maybe they're not all the same version, maybe like electros from a different universe or something like that. But yeah, like, that's possible. Yeah. I mean there there is a possibility too that um either them being transported to a different world, different earth, whatever you want to call it, um, mm-hmm. different dimension. Or just them be, you know, having a certain like we don't know if they've had a lot of time between when they were, you know, right taken away and this movie. Mm-hmm. Given how different Doc Ock looks, I'm guessing yeah. they've had some time. Mm-hmm. So either just this amount of time to prepare or do whatever, right. or just being transported in and of itself has maybe changed them a little bit. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm I I I I do hope that they explain it to a certain extent. Right. You know, I do hate yeah. it in. It is so, sort of a trope in some comic book movies where they will just have something happen and not really explain. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll just bring somebody back from like the first movie and not really explain why they look different or seem different, you know? Yeah. So we'll see what happens with that. But I do look mm-hmm. forward to this. Uh, also, yeah, there was a couple of other small things. There is one, uh, there is this cube box thing. Right. We see spider-man holding at one point the mm-hmm. scene where dr strange basically pushes his astral form right out of his body we do get to see some box it looks very similar to a lot of the other you know uh dr strangey things yes um that he has and i have heard r- plot rumors um spoilers everybody no <laughs> i've heard plot rumors that this box is supposed to send the villains back to their original yeah. time or yeah. their original you know timeline universe whatever Mm -hmm. um so if those leaks are true and it seems like they might be i mean it might be a coincidence but it might be true that this box you know is basically going to send these villains back um so that could be interesting Mm -hmm. also what i found interesting is that dr strange still has the eye of agamotto yes because in this you know in the mcu all it does basically is house the time stone right so I'm thinking, why does he still have it? Is this like a memento or has he found some other mm-hmm. use for it or right. what? That is something I'm interested in, in and hopefully they, you know, actually explain it either in this or in the multiverse of madness. Yeah. But I feel like this movie is going to be pretty crazy. I have heard that it is going, it is going to be the, this has been confirmed, it is going to be the longest of pretty much, I think any Spider-Man movie, it's supposed to be okay. 250 minutes. Okay. So that's just about an, like an hour and 30 minutes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I, I feel like, you know, that is kind of uh, a no brainer considering how much they're going to be putting in this movie. Right. Uh, almost feels like it should be longer, but I feel like mm-hmm. this movie is going to be focusing like very much on like the Spider-Man aspect of the multiverse. Right. Right. And multiverse of madness and maybe some of the other movies and shows is really going to break it open and show yeah. a whole lot more. Yeah, because I I do keep hearing these rumors that Multiverse of Madness is supposed to introduce the Illuminati. Okay, um, which you know from the comics, you know, in- incorporated characters like Professor X, Black Bolt, Reed Richards, Doctor Strange. You know, all of those characters basically mm-hmm. were you know part of the Illuminati. Yeah, basically like the, the smartest yeah. characters in the MCU, pretty much. Yeah, basically, yeah. and uh, I keep hearing that dr strange you know is obviously going to be part of this uh they're going to introduce the illuminati and mm-hmm. multiverse of madness which would be cool but i feel like also might be a little bit too much but and i hear that the group is supposed to be comprised of uh professor x and i think mordo 
And okay. I think Captain Carter, too, from the What If series. I, I did already hear that she is supposed to appear in Multiverse yeah. of Madness, like yeah, in live action. Too. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so she's supposed to be part of the Illuminati, too, which mm-hmm. honestly, like, I, I like the idea of them bringing the Illuminati, but I'm not really a huge fan of, like, the lineup just yeah. because they're kind of like like I, I if it is really professor rex that would be very cool to introduce him in multiverse of madness and that would kind of lead into you know the yeah x-men obviously mm-hmm. but a lot of the other members they have aren't really a part of it <laughs> like right. i feel like it would have been re- really cool if they're gonna do the illuminati then why not introduce all these characters and then flesh them out later like introduce professor x introduce namor mm-hmm. introduce reed richards have them in it maybe it's like an end credit scene or something yeah and then flush them out later like in the fantastic four movie and like you know x-men mm-hmm. type movie stuff like that but right. so far I, i'm trying to find the list <laughs> i don't know mm-hmm. if you have anything to talk about while i find it but um yeah i i just think it would be too early to um to introduce a group like that especially since yeah. iron man's very prominent in that group and they just killed yeah. him off so i think that um Maybe now wouldn't be the best time to do it. Um, I mean, you could include like some characters from like uh, Wakanda, like uh, like Siri. Is it her name's not Siri? Shuri. Shuri. Yeah, she's she's really smart, so I guess she could yeah. be on there. Um, it says yeah. Yellow Jacket was part of there. Captain Britain was a part of a, a group. Uh, Bruce Banner, Beast, Black Panther, yeah. Medusa. Yeah. Um yeah those but the funny thing is none of those are even (laughs) supposed to be on this list i mean take this with a grain of salt because these are like very um rumor mill ish sites that these rumors are coming from right um but so the i I did find the supposed lineup of the illuminati okay like the one that's supposed to be in the movie yes yeah okay uh it's supposed to be professor x captain carter you know we've seen Mm -hmm. uh balder the brave monica rambeau and mordo um okay eh, yeah you know like i i i I don't think this is going to happen honestly i mean if it does i feel like they should sort of set it up almost like you know a secret avengers type thing where Mm -hmm. they sort of you know say like we're putting together a team but it's a secret team you know right and then they start they they start bringing in these characters you know once they have a fantastic four movie bring in reed richards stuff like that because like this lineup is eh, you know like mm-hmm. Pro- professor x obviously is great like i do want to see balder because like he's a major thor character and they've never brought him in in three movies right. but i don't think he should be in the illuminati and captain Carter doesn't really make any sense either monica oh, yeah. rambeau kind of makes sense because i guess um yeah, she like has been like the air force or whatever Right. Well, and she's been tracking a lot of this kind of stuff for a long time, and she was involved with the whole WandaVision thing. So yeah. she kind of has intimate knowledge of some supernatural stuff. Right. And Mordo, I guess, even though he's sort of supposed to be an antagonist, so I'm not really sure how <laughs> yeah. he's going to fit in. But I don't really know. If, this doesn't really make a whole lot of sense, honestly. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe not. But I feel like they have so much other stuff going on. I really don't see the Illuminati right happening. but either mm-hmm. way i have heard some pretty strong rumors that captain carter is going to be in it no matter what so that'll be interesting. yeah i also heard that um professor xavier might be in the movie because like yeah they're they're traveling across multiple dimensions and so they might have yeah. a version of professor x whether that's either of the versions we've seen or a different version i'm not sure but i've heard that that he's going to yeah. be in it as well which would be cool because i was hoping for a, like an x-men tie-in with wandavision right and then we didn't get that so i think it would be cool if they actually did that with um multiverse of madness which makes sense to a certain extent because you know we do have scarlet witch who Mm -hmm. was a prominent mutant so right right maybe they will kind of bring that into this movie and reveal she was she's a mutant or something i don't know we'll see see. i I have i have heard that her kids are supposed to be in it like as teenagers right um and i i did see some leaked like line reading of some actor i think he was um trying out for the role of speed i believe um so it seems like they might be in and there might be a version of like the young avengers in this movie that the kids are a part of so yeah i don't know we'll we'll see we do have like america chavez Mm -hmm. which at first i was like yeah okay you know she's a very like a she's a somewhat obscure marvel marvel character yeah um but then i looked i looked into her more and i was like oh yeah that's right she's uh (laughs) she can literally open portals to other dimensions so that actually makes sense that she would be in this movie 
<laughs> but yeah, I think that's pretty much it for Spider-Man and I guess Doctor Strange too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I definitely do think that Spider-Man No Way Home is going to just kind of it doesn't seem that there's going to be an like, actual resolution at the end of this movie. Right. I feel like it's, it's going to like basically things are just going to get, you know, go from bad to worse and lead mm-hmm. directly into multiverse of madness. Right. But, and I wonder how, like this, this trailer does make it seem like strange kind of opened up the multiverse or, you know, made it unstable. Yeah. But that doesn't make a whole lot of sense considering, you know, Loki and Sylvie. Yeah. I guess mostly Sylvie did technically. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they're going to bring that into it or if they're just going to pretend that didn't exist. No. <laughs> Right. One thing I did see is that technically, if you go back and you watch uh, the finale of Loki season one, technically it's it showed the the timeline splitting before uh, Kang died. So oh, that really? might be that might uh, be well, related to this or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, that is true. I think it was because he said that they had reached a point of no return. Okay. Yeah. So he basically, like, if he died, like he basically had to go back and prune like he was basically the only one that could stop it at that point okay. because they reach a point of no return and sylvie mm-hmm. killed him and at that point it's like oh well nobody can nobody can set things right now yeah from what i remember at least yeah so. cool uh let's talk about the suicide squad then yeah yeah pretty cool so, i think um yeah. maybe my favorite dce no no i think wonder woman's still my favorite but uh, mm-hmm. this is definitely up there it's really good. yeah it is up there for me. Like, again, I wouldn't say it's my favorite, but it's definitely up there. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, I feel like what I like about DC, which I think Marvel is, I don't know if I say afraid, but they're too, like, you know, leaning into their comfortable space. Right. You know, it seems like Marvel used to kind of take some risks with stuff. Mm-hmm. I think they really haven't taken much of a risk since Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. But, you know, they're just kind of like basically they they churn out stuff that you know their fan base likes and that's about it they don't really try anything new you know they follow you know um, that's kind of an oversimplification because obviously they are doing stuff with the multiverse and everything now but you know you never see an r-rated mcu movie right (laughs) you know so i think what i like about the dc universe is not only do they kind of have the multiverse thing going on but in a more like more in a way that they can explore different stories with the same characters and different you know yeah in different earths without the constraints having to follow a universe right um but there's there's that but there's also that they're not afraid to make some r-rated or more adult themed content whether it's shows or movies you know like we see mm-hmm. that in joker obviously yeah. and yeah. even in like Watchmen, and mm-hmm. you know the batman that seems right. like it's gonna be pretty um dark as well from yeah. what i hear and then with the suicide squad oh even birds of prey right that was r um mm-hmm. so like with Z- the suicide squad they really didn't you know they, they 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 didn't hold anything back it seems like they just let james gunn do whatever the heck he wanted yeah you know and he was you know i don't know if they gave him any constraints like you have to you know fit in here but i don't think so it seems like he just had enough respect for not only the original comics but he also like david ayers at least yeah. his original work you know his original yeah. vision Mm-hmm. so it's not like he totally pretended like the first suicide squad never existed he did like make some nods to it yeah yeah and i don't know if you caught this but in the credits it said uh like during the special yeah. thanks it his david air was was in there mm-hmm. that was pretty cool yeah i thought that was cool too i think that uh, like a lot of people are kind of like um getting i don't know like, kind of criticizing david uh yeah. air lately like he's yeah. been coming out He's been coming out uh, with, you know, some more stuff lately, just talking about, you know, like what the studio actually did to his cut yeah, and what his cut was actually supposed to be like, which I think he probably got more emboldened after the whole Snyder cut thing happened, you know, and right. he's like, wow, well, maybe I might have a chance at this point at the very least, you know, I mm-hmm. think people will be more receptive. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are getting like, you know, kind of criticizing him. I don't really know why. I don't know. but. Yeah. You know, like I think people are trying to say, like, oh, he 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 just trying to ride the coattails of the Snyder Cut or something. I don't know, but mm-hmm. um, I do think that I, I would definitely like to see you know the air cut. You know, because yeah. apparently, like, it, it doesn't surprise me at all because let's be honest, I don't think they they just woke up one morning and was like, let's totally change Justice League. I think they've been doing it a little bit over the years, and they finally just did it with because um, Batman v Superman was supposed to be like you know three hours long and they totally cut it down to like 
a little over two hours, two and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and if and if you see the three hour cut, you're like, yeah, it was supposed to be three hours, but the studio forced him to change it. Right. Um, to cut it down, and it just didn't make a whole lot of sense without all the other, you know, with all that mm-hmm. context that cut out. Yeah. And even you know, with Suicide Squad, it's like I I think I knew for a while. I think we knew for a while that they had changed certain things. Right. Um, like there's like some continuity errors, like. Mm-hmm. Joker is in prison with, you know, he's got um, that messed up teeth and stuff Yeah, from Batman mercilessly beating him after he kills Dick Grayson. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Harley Quinn meets Joker after that, after he's already been messed up by Batman. But when they do like that character in- introduction scene at the beginning, um, where they just sort of like <laughs> show you everything about the character in small right. uh, text on the screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says that she was an accomplice for the murder of Robin. And that doesn't really make any sense if Joker was already in there after Batman be- beat him for killing Robin. You know, right. it's like, yeah. And apparently David Ayer said that Jeff Johns forced them to add that in there. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. So it's just, you know, it, it was obvious pretty early on that there was some tampering, but now the more they're talking about it, it seems like there was, you right. know, a lot more to it. Like it was supposed to be a much more serious film than it turn yeah. out being and um yeah i don't know what do you think would you uh, be interested in seeing the air cut come out yeah I, yeah i would because as what as the story goes uh during test audience when they show the test audiences the two versions of the film the version that was supposed to be david ayer's film wasn't actually his it was it was it was it was it was right. also cut um by yeah. the studio so it was kind of a rig from the start so yeah i would right. i would really like to see that but i feel like with especially with the success of a James Gunn version, we might not be able to see that for a little bit for a little while, but yeah. I think we will eventually. Just like with uh, Richard Donner's Superman two, I think it'll come out eventually. Mm. Um, yeah, but maybe not uh, anytime soon. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I'm not sure because I know, you know, with now that the you know Zack Snyder's Justice League has come out right. and got pretty decent numbers and mostly positive reviews. I mean, yeah. I think. I think we'd be at least closer to seeing the air cut um, okay. given that because it is a similar situation, not exactly the same, right? Um, but similar. Mm-hmm. And they, they were probably the two of the most tied movies, like probably like Batman, right. Batman v Superman, Suicide Squad and Justice League were all kind of part of the same yeah. story arc. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. I guess we'll see. I'm like, I doubt it would be worse than what we got oh, yeah. in theaters. Yeah. Even if it's not like leagues better, I think it would st- it still should be released just considering. Right. You know, I just think that studios, you know, while it happens seemingly a lot, I, th- I, I don't think it's right that studios mess with yeah. directors' works. Mm-hmm. Like if there was something already in the contract or some like pre-established guidelines that they violated, I mean, fair enough. But when, right. you, when you have a director make a movie with their vision and then you mm-hmm. come in and be like, you know, I just don't think we'll make enough money or this might right. be controversial or something. So then they make them change everything. Right. I don't think that's right. And I think that Ayer mm-hmm. should be able to get his work seen. And, you know, there are the argument, which I see a lot of people say, like, shouldn't be, you know, whether it's going to be a lot better than the what we got in theaters or not. It's just the kind of the principle of the thing. Right, right. And kind of going off of that, um, with test audiences, it's, it's a little bit rigged to begin with, not even just with Suicide Squad, but in general. Yeah. Because whenever um, the audience reacts negatively, like mm-hmm. this scene made me angry, this scene made me sad. Right. The studio says, oh, we need to change that. Even though like the movie, well, it's supposed to make you sad. I mean, it's it's supposed to make you angry because this scene is supposed to be scary or whatever. The, the, right. the studio that's, will be like, oh, they point. reacted negatively to that. We need to change it. But it's not yeah, really how point. it works. Oh, yeah. Like if, if that was the intended um reaction for the filmmaker then right. why would you know but it seems mm-hmm. like some of the executives are just like oh bad means bad you know right right kind of <laughs> don't really understand the nuance of a movie sometimes exactly um you know they're just like oh well people will, will want to be happy when they go to the movies you know and i feel right. like even it seems like jeff johns has been kind of like that yeah um when it comes to the movies you know it's just like everything's got to be hopeful mm-hmm. like they even you know like even stuff with like wonder woman like some of the uh justice league stuff uh you know it just seems like jeff johns tampered with it a bit and was like wanting it to be more hopeful which right. i don't really get because if you read his comics like it's not like they're mm-hmm. just you know smiles and butterflies and rainbows from cover to cover you know right. i don't really know right. what his obsession is maybe it's more he's more trying to kowtow to the the warner brothers exec- executives i don't mm-hmm. know 
Yeah. Uh, speaking of test audiences, there was one quick thing I wanted to ask you about. Okay. This this a rumor came out like a few months ago, mm-hmm. but it's been kind of gnawing at me because I was like, kind of like, I don't know. I wouldn't say scared me, but maybe a little bit worried. Um, so apparently uh, this is all rumor. I feel like it's probably fake, but I kind of want to get your take on it. So okay. apparently a rumor came out a while ago that the Batman, you know, kind of the r- rough cut. Mm-hmm. was screened for executives okay a few months ago and mm-hmm. there was like a lot of problems with it like a lot of the executives were really mad at some parts of like the way that bruce wayne was portrayed mm-hmm. and there were a couple other things that the executives hated and apparently matt reeves gotten like a tiff with these executives and was like arguing with them and okay like saying like these problems were their fault um mm-hmm. And it seems like a lot of it was due to like the, they had to keep stop shooting because of COVID. Yeah. Um, what gives me pause with this is it seems almost a little too convenient in some respects, like for people mm-hmm. that don't want this movie to do well. Um, you know, there are a lot right. of people like excited about it like me, but there are like those annoying people that just like hate anything that come like anything new, you know, right. whether they're like huge fanboys of the Dark Knight trilogy or mm-hmm. of, you know, Zack Snyder's stuff. They don't yeah. want any, any anything new, you know. They're like mm-hmm. Ben Affleck's the best, and nothing's gonna, or Christian Bale's the best, and nothing's gonna change my mind, you know. Right. Um, so there were a f- couple things they mentioned that made it seem a little too much because, like, some of the concerns that apparently the execs had were problems that people on the internet had. Okay. Like that, uh, Robert Pattinson, you know, did didn't look m- muscular enough for the role or something, and he didn't look good in the suit because of that because he hadn't been working out, things like okay. that. There are a few things like that that I'm like, sounds a little bit like everything that's been going on around, like going around online. So I kind of mm-hmm. feel like maybe this is, you know, not real. What it, yeah. What yeah. are your thoughts on it? Well, I think because um, CinemaCon was just a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and it was it basically, for those of you who don't know, it's a convention for people who own uh, theater chains to come and, and uh, watch marketing material for certain movies so they can have the movie in their theaters. Um, and, but basically, apparently there was a sizzle reel for the Batman, and uh, I don't know who exactly said it, but basically the, the whole point of this was basically saying that this Batman's going to be different, like he's not necessarily <laughs> going to be like a, a good guy per se, uh, he's going to have like uh, mental issues, he's not going to be pain, it's like the movie's not going to be black and white, basically what I'm saying. Right. And I feel like that could definitely upset some executives, so yeah. I feel like there might be some truth to this. But as far as right. like um, what you were saying, like he oh he doesn't look good or he hasn't been working out, I don't think that has any weight to it, to be honest. No. But I feel like there is definitely grounds for uh, producers to be upset. I think. Yeah, um, I think also I heard uh, around I I don't remember where it was. I don't think it was at CinemaCon, but around CinemaCon there was a mm-hmm. screening for like what they have of the Batman so far. Okay. Um, I don't think it was. I think it was like a mix of critics I, I don't think it was for the executives it was for like okay like critics and stuff like that like some insiders and mm-hmm. uh it was like a three-hour cut apparently but apparently oh, okay. like it, apparently it got like mostly positive reviews you know like sure. so I, I feel like either that whole thing with the executives was trumped up or it was exaggerated um, yeah but either way, it seems like this movie is going to be very interesting and kind of a new yeah. take on Batman, like yeah. blending elements from a lot of stuff that's come before. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am definitely looking forward to that. Yeah. But uh, so, that's pretty cool. We should probably talk about the Suicide Squad, I think. <laughs> what? No, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. This is a cool movie. I really like the opening, uh, how like they introduce all those characters really fast and they all die. That was a lot yeah. of fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't expect that. I mean, I right. feel like I should have, mm-hmm. but I didn't until like about like two or three people died. I'm like, oh yeah, they're yeah. they're all gonna die. <laughs> yeah. And then looking back at a lot of the marketing material and the posters, it should have been yeah. pretty obvious to see who was gonna live and who was not gonna who was gonna die. But I, yeah, I wasn't expecting all those people to die. Yeah, I did figure that because they were released action figures like a couple mm-hmm. months ago basically with all of the people that survived except for polka dot man right um in there so i'm like yeah i feel like this is probably all the people that are going to survive <laughs> and yeah. it pretty much yeah. was so uh yeah. there were some twists in there that i wasn't expecting like i wasn't expecting the thinker um to be basically experimenting on starro that right. was something i didn't expect and mm-hmm. 
even uh, Peacemaker kind of being like almost Waller's mole inside. Like it wasn't quite a mole, but he was kind of there to make sure everything went the way it was right. supposed to. And then Flag kind of got in the way of that. I, I wasn't expecting yeah. that whole twist. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think overall this movie, it kind of does what the first movie tried to do, but better. Like I, I don't yeah. want to compare them too much because mm-hmm. they're just so much so many different things that went on with the first movie as opposed right, right. to this one. But um, this movie does a good job introducing these characters without making like some big spiel at the beginning, you know, like, right. <laughs> but still makes you actually like care about the characters. Like he does a really good job just mm-hmm. kind of establishing how, you know, unique each of these characters is just by right. the actor's performance and the writing, mm-hmm. which I think was really good. And I like how the movie doesn't, like it, it, it is a comedy in a lot of ways, yes. but also has some serious themes to it too. Right. Um, which I feel like you know, like I feel like movies like uh, Thor Ragnarok are like ninety eight percent comedy. Yeah. And it stick the landing when they try to do the emotionally heavy mm-hmm. aspect of the story, but I think this movie did a really good job being really hilarious and like what you know, like it's almost yeah. like you know dark humor, but it right. you know, for the most part it landed. But then there's also moments like with especially with Rat Catcher too. And, yeah. All that stuff that really did, I think, um, did come off as uh, more emotionally deep than yeah. I, I expected, honestly. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I feel like this is this is pretty much like James Gunn just being able to do whatever the heck he wanted, you know? Right. Like, I feel like with the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, I'm sure he had some constraints with them. With this one, yeah. they, 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 they were just kind of like, just go wild, man. He's like, mm-hmm. oh, sweet, you know? <laughs> yeah, and I like, yeah, kind of going off of what you said, it's like... I, I don't want to compare it too much to the first movie, like like you said, but I feel like I we don't know the backstory for all these characters like Polka Dot Man or Ratcatcher too, but we can we we understand their character very very well. Like yeah. we don't need to know all this backstory about Katana's sword or or whatever, you know. Um, <laughs> right. But we yeah no I I understand these characters. I get their motivation. I'm I'm invested in them, uh, and that's kind of uh, that's pulled off very well in this movie. Yeah, yeah, and I think I mean. I don't know. This is my personal opinion. I kind of mm-hmm. think it's um, my favorite, like James Gunn comic book movie. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think that there were some, th- like, I feel like there were just aspects um, of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies that I felt like, you know, he like wanted to explore, but couldn't because, you know, he had to fit into like the Marvel family friendly stuff. Right. Um, and I think that. I don't know. I, I I think it's funny how he just like introduces these random CGI characters and then like makes yeah. you just makes them so dang entertaining. Mm-hmm. Like even like Weasel's barely in the movie and he's just like freaking hilarious, yeah. just like <laughs> by yeah. existing. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, I'm sure uh, I like ninety percent of that is um, Sean Gunn's m- motion capture work, but right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just thought overall it was just a really good movie like even at the very end like the villains aren't aren't who you think they're gonna be you know like you know amanda waller's cutthroat but you didn't expect her to kind of be the villain (laughs) right um by the end and even starro was like quote-unquote the villain but not really like if they had Mm -hmm. just left him alone he wouldn't have done anything right and like even even at the end he says like i was happy floating out amongst the stars yeah so i thought all that was interesting and like Mm -hmm. i think all the characters he used were kind of obscure enough where I didn't like, you know, I, I wasn't right. like, Oh man, I was hoping to see more of him later on, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but there were some deaths where I was kind of bummed out about, well, like I, I, yeah. I, I was kind of um, upset that Captain Boomerang died. Right. Um, just cause he is one of the characters that I feel like they could have explored more like in the flash or something. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, you know, <laughs> I think he was probably one of the better parts of the original Right. Uh, for Suicide Squad, and they right. didn't really do much with him in this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was honestly kind of mad that Flag died. Um, yeah. Same. I, I think part of it was because I really do like Joel Kinnaman. Um, I've seen yeah. him in a few things the last couple of years that he re- he really is a good actor, and I feel like he's finally got his chance to shine as the character in this. Right. In this movie, and also he was the guy like trying to do the like the right thing. Yeah. Um, and you know, stupid peacemaker got in the way, mm-hmm. and you know, I was like, dang it, you know, I, I pretty much when they started fighting, I'm like. Well, only one of these characters has an HBO Max series coming out next year. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like I feel like Flag's not gonna walk out of this one. 
mm-hmm. you know a part of me was i was hoping well maybe it'll be a prequel series but like no yeah. no no he's not yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah but i feel like that will be interesting though like to explore that um in the series like it's like i wonder if they're going to kind of explore his reasoning you know like basically his convictions you know because like he did just you know i wonder if they're going to explore the aftermath of him killing flag in the series you know because flag was waller's like right hand man basically and you know he basically just killed um you know kind of a national hero just to cover up some uh shady dealings so i wonder if they're Mm going to explore that and if his character is going to grow a little bit to be less of a douche <laughs> right i don't know or you know i guess we'll see but I, I i did hear that they're going to explore a lot about his childhood yeah and his his backstory so that could be interesting mm-hmm. but i mean I, out of everybody in this movie i probably wouldn't have picked peacemaker to make a series but <laughs> right you know i guess james yeah. gunn has some sort of plan so i guess we'll see how that mm-hmm. goes <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, like you said, I was I was kind of upset for some of the characters that died, especially I I'm, I'm gonna get some to get some crap for this, but I, I do like some SNL, and so I was upset that uh, Pete Davidson died pretty early. Oh um, yeah, 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 that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he was the first to die. He's got his face blown off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I was I was actually expecting um, Savant um, to to go a little bit longer, but just because um, I forget the actor's name, but him and James Gunn go back. Michael far. Rooker. Michael Rooker, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, and they even started yeah. out the movie. The first shot of the movie was of him. Right, right. But that that was something that, that I will say the movie did kind of keep you guessing. Yes. Um, in some aspects, like in some parts of the movie, who, who was going to die? Mm-hmm. You know, because the promotional material leading up to it was like, people are going to die. Don't get too attached. Right. But like uh, throughout the movie, you're kind of thinking like, who's going to die next? Who's going to die? Yeah. You know? Yeah, it, it was in some ways it was almost like a horror movie where you're like, mm, yeah. you know, oh, pretty much everybody's gonna gonna die. Who's gonna die next? You know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, overall, I think it was just a good balance of like comedy and character study and um, just kind of just good storytelling. And I mm-hmm. yeah, like I think pretty much all the actors that we have seen before in these characters were just better in this movie. Yes. Um, yeah. Like, you know, even like Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn, I feel like was a more complete character than we've seen her before. Yeah. Not that I disliked her performances in the other movies, but, mm-hmm. and uh, I think, yeah, like we t- talked about Joel Kinnaman as Rick Flagg and right. um, even Viola Davis as Amanda Waller. I feel like she had more like of a character to her. She was a little more animated or something. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, and also I, th- I think the side characters, like I think a lot of temptation with these movies is to make the side characters like just these weird over-the-top caricatures. Right. Um, like they do that a lot with the Marvel movies. They just make mm. these like really bombastic and like unique and almost kind of weird characters as like the supporting characters. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes it's funny. Like like they do that like in the Ant-Man movies and stuff yeah. like that. And you're mm-hmm. just like, like, it's funny, but at a certain point, you're like, this is kind of unrealistic. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, what, what are yeah. the odds all these people are just these insanely, you know, weird yet charismatic people? Mm. Um, I, I felt like the characters in this movie, like mainly the people that were at, at headquarters, yeah. um, they were all like funny, but not in a like annoying, like in an over the top way for the most part. Right. Which I appreciated. Mm-hmm. I think even though it was kind of a crazy comedy, it did lend, lend a little bit more like realism to it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking at all the movies that he directed and like, yeah. it's, it's not even close. This is definitely the best one out of yeah. these like five or six. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I haven't seen Slither, but that was one of his first. Yeah. It's, it's ones. not great. I've seen it. <laughs> is it? Yeah. yeah. It looks kind of, eh, but a lot of, it has kind of a cult following. So I wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what, what did, oh yeah, he did super, super. Right? Yeah. I, I haven't called. seen it, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. It looks, it looks weird, but mm-hmm. he, 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 he is a weird guy, but I feel like yeah. he sort of tempered his weirdness to the point where it's entertaining and not as right. shocking, Right. <laughs> you know, like shocking, but maybe to some people, mm-hmm. but, um, like in the suicide squad, I'm sure some people would be shocked by some of the stuff in that yeah. movie, yeah. but like, it, it definitely doesn't hold back, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's more like focus weirdness you know yeah. for like a particular joke or to build like a world or a character instead of just like oh random crap's happening oh my gosh you know yeah exactly but yeah that was pretty much yeah what i was thinking about that movie it's, it. yeah, yeah. It's, i mean I've, I've seen i've seen it three times now <laughs> oh nice 
I think, yeah, I think it went once in theaters, once I think on HBO Max, and I saw it with a friend. So cool. Probably, yeah. probably not going to watch it for a while just because I don't want to overdo it. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't yeah. know if you've ever done that with a movie, but it's like watch it too many times. And I'm like, well, now I don't like it as much. No, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, definitely good movie. Definitely. Oh, yeah. It's kind of funny. Like, seems like a, pretty much everybody who's seen it likes it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are like these holdouts that aren't quite sure either because they just don't know anything about it, or they're like Suicide Squad, oh, but that movie sucked, you know. Yeah. Or or there's people online that you know, like mostly like from what I've seen, like these diehard like Snyder fanboys right. that are like, if it isn't directly related to one of his movies, they they think it sucks, you know. So mm-hmm. there's like complaining like Storo sucks, King Shark sucks, you know, like everything yeah. sucks, you know. I'm like mm-hmm. ah, okay, no, yeah, <laughs> okay, exactly. but so. Out of all of the characters in that movie, who is your favorite? Mm. Um, I think that this is probably the first movie I've seen Idris Elba's in that I that I liked. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm leaning towards him. I really like Ratcatcher, yeah. Polka Dot Man. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm probably gonna have to say Polka Dot Man. I think I feel like yeah. Um, just the, the 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 his arc was very well was very well done, and his death was was very surprising <laughs> yeah i think that was the only death where i was like really you know because yeah. <laughs> like every, like i feel like the other more com- comedic deaths were just characters nobody gave a crap about right the ones that were actually like m- characters they flushed out more were actually more intense or mm-hmm. you know at least kind of had like a bit build up to him that was just like oh no no he's squished yeah exactly. <laughs> which i kind of saw coming but at the same time i was like ah <laughs> you yeah know? exactly yeah but yeah i I guess for me, I have a goofy answer and a serious answer because, like, okay. you know, the go- the goofy side of me is like gonna say like Weasel or King Shark, right? Um, ju- just because they were probably the most hilarious parts of the film for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think on a serious level, I'd probably say Bloodsport, yeah, um, or Ratcatcher because Bloodsport, um, was an, in- an interesting character because, like, at first it seemed like he was gonna be sort of just a rip off of dead dead shot or just kind of like a copy of dead shot yeah um and i feel like they could have done a little more to differentiate him but he i, I think it still worked and idris elba's performance was great but i just think overall yeah. like they changed a lot to his character from the comics in a good way yeah um because in the comics he was like a dude with like a tank top and a mask um right. i really liked his suit i thought it was cool and it was kind of almost extra cool because they like made it up like the costume department did right um, you know, like his mask almost looks like a xenomorph face. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and I liked that his weapons were like part of his armor. Like he basically pulled yeah. a piece off, and they just I thought all, I thought oh, that was very cool. So I think for me, he was probably the coolest character. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I, I think he probably besides flag and rat catcher kind of had the most like moral center you know right <laughs> even though most of the movie he acted like he didn't he was like the leader and he you know he was the one that decided to face starro and all that stuff so yeah yeah, exactly. yeah i th- yeah. think he'd be my favorite but okay yeah i kind of liked everybody <laughs> honestly oh, yeah. except for, yeah, for sure. peacemaker was a mixed bag i think in some ways i liked him but overall i kind of hated him <laughs> by yeah. the end yeah exactly um and then I did like some of the, like the more villainous characters. Like I like Peter Capaldi as thinker. Though yeah. I wish they had actually given him powers. Um, okay. Yeah. But he's more of an adaption of the New Fifty Two mm-hmm. version than like the Clifford or whatever the heck Clifford Devoe version from the older comics that they adapted yeah. into the Flash series. Mm-hmm. But yeah, overall, pretty good movie. Yeah, good movie. Yeah, <laughs> definitely one of the better DC ones. Like, mm-hmm. part of me hopes that it'll make you know. DC movies become a little more popular with the general audiences, but at this yeah. point, I don't know if anything can really do that. Yeah, exactly. That's why I think a lot of them are going to go to HBO Max because, yeah. like, yeah, these past couple movies haven't done well in theaters. So, yeah. yeah except, I mean, like, yeah. E- yeah, even if they're good, they're just like something about like Marvel that Marvel has created a brand. Right. That they it just become like so much, very much pop culture ish to the point where, like, you know, super casual fans are like in love with Marvel movies without knowing anything about any of the characters outside of the right. movies. Right. And I feel like DC just hasn't like established that. Yeah. Um, you know, I think a lot of it is <laughs> um, Warner Brothers fault. Yes. Um, but, you know, trying to copy Marvel too much. Mm-hmm. But I think also partially is just that Marvel just appeals more, at least the way they're doing it. Right. To the general audience, because you can bring your little kid to this movie and everything. And, yeah, you know, exactly. Exactly. Whereas DC is like, 
they don't just make stuff for kids, you know? Right. So that's the show. Uh, check the links in the description, Facebook, Instagram, Patreon, yeah. YouTube, all that good stuff. It's going to be down there. And, yes, sir. Um, yeah, make sure you subscribe or follow whatever platform you listen to this podcast because we don't yeah. have a regular schedule. So, yeah, uh, yeah if you don't yeah, follow I'm- us, you might miss the next one. Um, right. Yeah. I'm going to start probably doing like weekly or bi-weekly news updates and then we'll start doing like shows yeah. together and stuff. So keep your eyes slash ears peeled for that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, that's everything. So we will see you next time or not see you, but you will hear us next time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you will hear us. Exactly. Uh, bye.